Hello and welcome back to Two Vegan Idiots. Carl Donnelly here. Julian Francis Dean. Uh, welcome back to another podcast recorded via Zoom during lockdown. Um, this one is uh, a sort of, sort of special. You know, it's the first time we've had two guests on in... Have we ever, ever. had two It is the first one ever, isn't it? Ever in the history of Two Vegan Idiots. Uh, yeah, I didn't realise that. It's, um, and the reason is we thought we'd get a couple of very funny men who have their own podcast. Uh, so we thought it'd be good to get them on as a pair. And then, you, if, you know, you might already be listening to a their couple. podcast. As a couple. <laughs> um, and if you, haven't, if you haven't started listening to their podcast already, um, you'll see they're funny and you'll go and listen to it after this. So we are joined today. Excellent comedians. Excellent stand-up comedians. Excellent podcasters. It's uh, Adam Rowe and Dan Nightingale from the Have a Word podcast. Uh, so you're about to enjoy that. Um, other business is thanks for all the patrons who've signed up. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> you sounded so sarcastic. I'm so, I'm so shit at saying thanks. <laughs> I just can't do it. I, just, I mean, it's fine. I know. mean it. Thank you. Those that have signed I up. I genuinely really appreciate it. <laughs> it's the, the, more, the more you try, the more sarcastic you sound. I know, yeah. It's... um. How about fuck you? <laughs> but I think our patrons, you know, they know us well enough to know we are very thankful. They've been tuning in. Um, so we've, doing, we've been doing these little fortnightly Zoom catch-up things where we do like a Q&A on Zoom for it's patrons. It's nice, isn't it? It's really nice. We've got, a, we've, got a nice, um, we've got a nice selection of listeners, haven't we? Definitely. You know, if, I mean, if our patrons are a cross-section of the overall listenership, I think... They're all good you, eggs, aren't they? they? They are good eggs. It's nice. So anyway, if you want to uh, join in on those, become a patron. You can just join we've, up. We've had a lot of new patrons, so we thanks for that. <laughs> so shit. Um, and um, we've got a heavyweight one. We, we're going to shout out Doug. Yeah, give Doug a shout out, mate. He's, I don't know what your yeah, son name up, is. Signed Doug. up last night. Um, and yeah, we'll do, do a ro- we'll do a big roll call on a next episode or something of all the Thank heavyweight you, Doug. patrons. But thanks to everyone. Need to practice saying thank you, don't I? Like it's fucking it's, yeah. Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're also thinking of doing a live stream podcast, not the sort of Q and A that we've been doing on Zoom, but just an overall one. No, you don't have to sign up to anything to see it. It's just going to be for everyone. We're going to be doing it on Facebook. Have a couple of guests just mess around. It'd be fun, isn't it? A couple of their favourite guests, I think, yeah. will be doing it. It'll be it'll be good. Um, any other business that's it isn't it they can just get on with listening to this episode I reckon that's it yeah enjoy have fun and I uh, hope you're all okay stay, well. stay safe stay well did you say stay well <laughs> <laughs> be well two vegan idiots so we'll just go straight into it innit welcome to the um, two vegan idiots podcast Dan Adam the have a word have you got like a do you have a name for yourselves as a pair or do you no, we're we're just the hosts of the podcast. That's what that we we went classic with that, and uh, yeah, we are the hosts. I think it's, yeah, I think it's, um, have you got? Have your fans got names? They yeah, they're called got... Weirdest Originals. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, we should not said that. That, that was one of the... is... <laughs> terrible. You know your when you say suddenly goes down about fifty. <laughs> you know when you say a joke because you just think of it, and then you're like, oh god, fuck, that's yeah, one of the ones yeah, yeah. I, I wish I'd. And then all of a sudden you see it on Twitter, and you're like, oh, god. yeah, it's god. a good name actually. It, we just call works. them lids. We just call them lids. Yeah. It's very scouse. 
Um, so what's going on? So where? Because where are you? You're and where are you both? You're out in the sticks now, Dan, aren't you? Not sticks. I mean, you're further than you used to be when you used to live in the outside of the M25 metropolis. That was. Um, you were well, you were Manchester originally. Are you, you in Leeds, Preston, Dan? Then you went to Preston. I no, I've fucking moved around. I've moved around That's like what a I mean. guy with like moved around the northwest problems. more than Manchester. a sort Bought of a Rob Riley gigs. Manchester. Oh, <laughs> That's one of my favourite places. Is it really up north? Yeah, I cannot I'm, take Julian seriously. It's ever. true. I'm just I waiting. I stayed with Adam once in Chester, <laughs> didn't I? And um, he come to stay when I lived with Danny Mac. He come to stay, and uh, it was the night Conor McGregor fought Jose Aldo, and me and Danny were like, we're gonna make a roast dinner to watch the fight with at four in the morning <laughs> and fucking vegan McVeigh over here <laughs> up and like, I'm going to order a vegan boona. <laughs> me and Dan, me and Danny had a full roast dinner that we'd made family size for everyone. Our other housemate when I was, Julian didn't want any of it. And I missed Conor McGregor knock all the hours because oh, I was cutting into God. a roast potato. <laughs> 13 seconds, seconds mate. Oh, um, have you ever heard there's a bit of an apocryphal story about Paul Foote in Edinburgh about 10 years ago? Some flyers uh, bumped into him at like three in the morning, pissed. And he said, do you want to come back to mine for some food? And they just thought, well, this means get shit-faced or whatever. And they got back and he, he roasted a goose. <laughs> 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 if it was anyone else I wouldn't believe it because I know Paul well enough to know that that is about 95% true you hope Paul thought at that point was at the point of his career where he didn't share like flat share in Edinburgh because I tell you what there's some fucking randomly bad behaviour you hear from comedians oh, yeah, yeah. like coming in pissed but I've, it would be very Paul Foot to be like oh this cunts he's just fucking making I shared a flat with um, Peter Hansen one year and uh, me, him, okay. and... Um, oh, God. And, Good uh, guy. Pete, I, and Pete, I know Pete split Listen people, to that, Pete. I right? said, oh, God. But um, I, I've, I've, I've known Pete since he first moved to the UK. And for some reason, like, you know, we've got, we, get, we've, we get on well. We've always had a nice relationship. But he's living with him is like living with a fucking bear. Like, he gets up at four in the morning <laughs> to eat and stuff. Like, he'll wake up at four just to go for some food. Yeah. Is that normal? <laughs> well, weirdly, Julian's been doing that recently. <laughs> Julian told me earlier on that he wakes up in the night without opening his eyes. He just gets a bit of Galaxy vegan chocolate, eats it, and then goes back I to sleep. I ate the whole thing. I ate two of them in my sleep last night, man. It's not good. <laughs> I, I my missus about this constantly. This is a true story, right? So once uh, my missus ate a full bar of chocolate in her sleep, Fuck and the way she hell. found out is the next morning she had to go to, like, pick a prescription up or something. She was on her way to the shop. And she, on the way back from where she had to go, she looked in the rearview mirror and there was just chocolate all up her face. No so she woke up, got dressed, gone and picked something up, and then found out she'd oh, slobbered chocolate shit. all up her cheek. But where, where is she keeping chocolates that they're so grabbable in your sleep? Do you, in top drawer. <laughs> keeps a t- what in your bedside cabinet? The chocolate drawer, obviously. Adam keeps a lovely house, like bedside a really nice chocolate hotel. drawer. He's just got little mint chocolates <laughs> under the pillow. He doesn't just make his bed, but he does full room service. <laughs> I don't keep any food in the bedroom. I don't know, mate. You might have a weird one. I don't know what's. No, you're not. Oh, I'm just concerned. You need a fridge next to your bed, man. Even um, sl- Julian even sleeps walk sleepwalks vegan. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 
Jesus. I don't want a fridge next to my bed, mate. I like the fact that I live in a house that's got a separate kitchen to a bedroom area. I've just got a toilet roll, a bathroom toilet roll holder next to mine. <laughs> Um, so what, I've got so baby where, wipes. I've got baby wipes just suspiciously close to my bed. <laughs> there's like there's like a lamp a on my bed table. There's a lamp and a novel and then baby wipes. Oh man. <laughs> this cunt really loves reading. <laughs> it's one of them fake novels that's carved out with like a, a dildo inside. <laughs> some KY inside. Oh, okay now. So what's um, going on? How's lockdown been going? Um, boring, isn't it? It's it, it's up. I've, it's like that, isn't it? Some days I love it. Some days I'm like, all right, actually, I could I'm do loving it. I'm happier generally in lockdown. Oh, I mean, I'm not. Fuck that. Are you not? Uh, no. Everyone, <laughs> everyone who's like, lot, yeah. says that. Like, yeah, I think it's better. Yeah. That was <laughs> scary, and uh, I can't rape anyone here. <laughs> I'm not a danger to anyone locked, just in lockdown. <laughs> just a danger to me and my poor Willie. <laughs> but, um, are, are you are you missing stand up? Are you missing stand up a lot? Yeah, I'm missing yours. Yeah. <laughs> like a, a lot. Of, like the days where I enjoy it are when I've got nothing else to do, and we we live by a, a huge country park. So and there's like quite a lot of wooded area in it. So a few times, me and the missus have just took the dog and got lost. Like yeah, yeah. use check our phone to find the way that we should be going. We just got lost in the woods, and they, they've been really fun because it's rare we get to do that normally. Yeah, so yeah. They've been uh-huh. great, but in general, I just I can't wait for it to be over so that I can. I need to do a gig, and I got off. To it the is gig. therapy, yeah. isn't it? It does. It does help, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Your soul. Have yeah. you been doing any online gigs? No, refusing to do it. It's not the same. It's not, but I've got to say that like, I I refused for the first half of the lockdown, and then since then I've done. I've started doing a few, and they are quite fun. You still get a little bit of that gig feeling when they're done. Like Who's as long as they as long as they're like set up well enough. I've done. I've just been doing little London ones. I've done the ones like you know where you, it's a pre-recorded thing, like the comedian and the stand and stuff. But like the ones. I've done a little London gigs like Happy Mondays. They organise them really well. It's Zoom. They have like a front row of people unmuted where you can see and hear the laughs. Yeah, but I love proper stand-up too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I'd be like, it, like if me missus died and someone gave me a blow-up doll with it. You a bit about it that night. rip. <laughs> <laughs> Just looking for some new material nights. <laughs> Just one look up to the heavens, one look up to the camera. It's going viral. Hundred and fifty thousand fucking views. She does. Um, but I tell you, I'm there is benefit. I'm right. doing one on Saturday at hot water. Adam's not doing it. Adam's decided that the the first gig he does post fucking Rona. Is going to be a proper gig with people in a room. Yeah, I have yeah. got. I've said. I've been saying this on our podcast. If you pay me thirty quid right now, I do an EDL meeting. That's yeah. the level of, and I'd travel for it. I'd be like, what? Normally, you charge at least seventy, eighty, <laughs> less than half. Right? I think. Um, well, Julian will put a touch of his life. They pay you to that. <laughs> I do, I do it for the message. Do you know what I mean? You do it because you're expected to as a high leader. Um, it's my brand. I do it for the brand awareness. <laughs> find a niche. Find a niche. 
<laughs> Julian Dean, race hate. Uh, and veganism. Ooh, double angle. I'm, I'm going to hot water on Saturday night to the venue. Oh, How wicked. They're doing do, it there, are they? To do this, basically. But to what, do exactly what you do. Yeah. So no audience, you're just going to be on stage there. They're so, putting screens on the front row uh, with oh, people that's... at home on Zoom watching. I'll do the next one. I want to see. I want to uh, see first. I just I really, really, really don't want my first gig in like three months to be shit. But I say, clever. He's what? like, no, no, I'll, I'll, I'll do the next one. Yeah. See what Nightingale does on the first one. Get that, Melent. Yeah. I watch from home while I eat popcorn. <laughs> putting screens up so people aren't in the room. You see the front row, like on Zoom, but the screens up in the front row. Yeah. You can hear them through the speakers. It's basically, if you know, like your last wishes on death row was to be like, yeah, I know I killed 40 people and I was a mass murderer, but my, my final wish, my last wish is that I'd like to do a gig. It be, yeah. It's basically yeah, like a yeah, death yeah. row gig setup <laughs> where I just, oh, I can't hurt anyone, but oh, it's like, I kind of, I'm looking forward to it in a weird way. I think that would be fun. Because yeah, the, the, the benefits be, to I'm the ones that are put me on the middle screen, right <laughs> in the middle of the screen. <laughs> <laughs> just, and then just, so no one else can see it, just halfway during the set, you just start getting naked, just like getting your dick out. <laughs> just be fake support like <laughs> Mm, no, but I, I did one where I was I was I was um, on at like nine forty five, and I had my laptop here on my desk, and I was playing FIFA with my mates five minutes before I was due on stage, and like literally it was a case of I could I was had my one ear on the gig, and I could hear the app before me starting to wrap it up, and I said to my mates, I'll be back in ten minutes, fifteen <gasps> minutes. Paused, like you know, I just left the game, did a gig, turned back on, and was back. I mean, it's, that's the benefits of doing a lockdown virtual gig. You can do it literally. There's no, you don't even have to leave your chair. Well, that's what I thought podcasting would be because I've done comedy since 2002 and I want to keep doing it. But the whole thing, the reason I started a podcast, I started a couple that didn't work. And then me and Adam did my last one. And it was the only episode that really flew. I was a guest on uh, one of your one years ago. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, I quit after that episode. I quit from that. <laughs> that was the one that didn't work, man. It was good to help out, man. <laughs> I just wanted to see where you live. And, um, that was fun, yeah. I thought. Yeah, it was great fun. And I love podcasting, but that's, I didn't realize, no one realized that Zoom comedy would ever be a thing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, my whole yeah. thing with podcasting was I want to chat shit to Adam in my house and then be like, not driving around because we already do it. I don't want to do any more of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the Zoom, the Zoom gigs have taken that to another level. Do you mm. think they'll survive? Because I think they'll just die away. I think hot water, normally, what they t- they kind of, they're quite smart, those guys, isn't they? Like, I think it's good to look at what they're doing, maybe. And what see. they're doing is, post-lockdown, they're setting up a, a pay-per-view system. So, on a Saturday night, they're going to pay-per-view live stream. Okay, they're yeah, yeah. Live from the room. So, they can sell 225 tickets, but they're also going to sell thousands online for people who can't right. Liverpool because obviously they right. brand people want to go to Hot Water Comedy Club don't they rather than just yeah, yeah, yeah. how many videos they put out on Paul Smith and that so they're, they're like sort of franchising their own comedy club yeah, yeah, online yeah. <laughs> right yeah yeah. Uh, yeah. And they started off the filming really and now all the clubs are doing it yeah yeah they made every other club panic <laughs> Yeah, it was being done in America. Some didn't even tell that. you they just put one of your bits out, and I'm like, "All oh, right, I didn't know that was like a new bit I'm working on." And they're like, <laughs> yeah, they, they "Suddenly, to... it's on my Twitter." 
they've had to they've had to uh, put sign up sheets in the green room now because they were doing that and then comics were going, "What are you doing?" Because they don't really like for I love them both, Binty and Paul, but for such a successful pairing. When it comes to booking acts, they're one of the least organised clubs in the country. Like, I've it's noticed, not, mate. It's not uncommon for the week before them to be like, well, we need a whole lineup for Saturday. Can we have everyone? And then yeah, they do yeah. on oh, Facebook. Yeah, and they do yeah. on Facebook. Are, are you free? What the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I messaged you on TikTok. You didn't see it. I, <laughs> I messaged you in song. <laughs> Yeah, there's a few comics who were like, I didn't want that bit going up. And they were like, but you did the Monday. The Monday is the filming night where we put everything up. And he was like, I just wanted to come and do a new bit, mate. Like, I didn't know what it was. And I've now got 25,000 views. <laughs> a bit fine. that doesn't work. A yeah. debt, one of my debts. Yeah, I saw that bit. I needed work that bit, when I did When I did the weekends, they, they always asked first, but they do on the weekends. And you can choose which bits go up and stuff. But I suppose the Monday's different, is it? Yeah. Yeah, well, the Monday is largely populated by open mic acts. But okay. then you get the odd, but like, and they're going down specifically. The open micers are going because they're like, oh, fuck, I get a, a top quality video on YouTube. Yeah. I don't have to bring a camera to a gig or whatever. But then there's also people who've been around all weekend, done like a hot water weekend or the store, and they're just like, oh, I've got Sunday or Monday off. Yeah. I just go there and do some new bits before whatever. And then <laughs> it ends up on the internet. But the, the new the new acts just want to be on. Like they they literally let Hot Water film their suicide. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 gonna, is it going to be a content? They're so desperate for validation. They just want the banner behind them, I suppose, don't yeah. they? Yeah, I made it. Have you had? Um, I've had it a bunch of times. Have you had a new act send you like a link to their YouTube of like their first ever gig and ask for advice? Yeah. Oh, all the time. It's so weird. Like My it's advice is always, take that shit off the internet now. There was a lad who, I don't want to say his name because it's sly, but he's from Liverpool. And he... Um, I just spell his name. D-E-X. <laughs> Julian Dean. He messaged me on Instagram and said, uh, I am a big fan of your stuff. Just want to say, I tagged you in the tweet. Uh, with a clip of mine, will you go and um, will you go and find it and let us know what you think of it? Now, I don't get Twitter notifications from anyone who doesn't follow me. It's yeah. just a way, to, like when you get like those troller cans who are just sweet and shade. So if yeah. you don't follow me, I don't get it. So the reason I haven't seen it is because this cunt who's a big fan of mine and wanted <laughs> feedback doesn't follow me. And he put this video of this is my stand-up uh, thing. I think this is a really good joke. And he tagged me. Daniel Sloss, Ricky Gervais, and Michael McIntyre. Michael McIntyre's one isn't even him. It's just called McIntweets, and it's quite clearly like a, a publicist <laughs> doing it. They were the four tags. Daniel Sloss, me, Ricky Gervais, and Michael McIntyre. And he'd put, what do you think of this? And it was like an old pub racist joke. It was fucking oh. dreadful. It's- He's licking my bits, is it? <laughs> how did it go? He's even having a conversation. <laughs> how did that? How did that one go? <laughs> um, and did, what did you reply? I just blocked him on everything. Oh, that's, that's, that's not. It's always good to help Spanish. out a new act, isn't it? <laughs> always good to help out a newbie's block. If someone messages me and goes, "I'm thinking of getting into it, or I want to do this and whatever," can you give me some advice? I'll always go. I always say. Right, the best places to start in the northwest are Beat the Frog in Manchester. Here's the website for that. Uh, email Binti and say you want to do an open mic. Here's hot water <coughs> email to do that. 
Uh, and other than that, you'll meet people at those two nights who are also new acts and they'll have more up-to-date information on with you. I always help people out if they're just yeah. asking advice rather than, can you go and retweet this racist joke? And while you're at it, you got Ricky Gervais' number. <laughs> <laughs> See why he hasn't replied yet either. <laughs> if I didn't host the new new at night at, my, at the Frog, I'd just politely duck that because you know you're one of like 10 comics that he's tried that they've tried it with. But yeah, because yeah, yeah. a host beat the frog quite regularly, like it's part of the responsibility to not be like, uh, mate, why are you fucking pestering me? They're like, well, because you hosted my first ever gig. You're like, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had a guy's yeah. girlfriend email like, me once. doing it. Like she was about 18. This guy's girlfriend has said, my boyfriend's really funny. I really want him to get into stand-up. Have you got any of... And then they came to a gig and then they both just wanted you to chat to after the gig phrase. It's like it's quite hard work sometimes, isn't it? Julian is the uh the I'm trying to spend a weekend king. with him, do you know what I mean? Julian's the king of replying to just randoms online. I do reply. I am a replier, yeah. <laughs> To I'm the a, females. I'm no. a sort of silent, you know, just let it slide. Julian Not to just, just replies to, the females, to everything. Obviously. May when you say it. you just let it slide, Carl, do you mean questions or like trolling nasty comments? What are you talking about? I'm talking about mostly because I don't have any notifications on my phone. Like I don't, I yeah. won't get a notification if I get a message on Twitter, Instagram, nothing. Yeah, so I mostly I don't actually see them. I don't have any any even WhatsApp. I don't have any notifications. I don't even have a phone. But how um, <laughs> how come you always know about every message you get then, Julian? I'm all. I don't know. I just oh, you can see them, can't you? In uh, Instagram, need notifications on WhatsApp because he's just constantly got it up. I don't need notifications. Just starting groups like a fucking animal, <laughs> guys. <laughs> we can be in a group as well. Yeah, I turn. I'm in three WhatsApp groups. One is with largely the like um, hot water lads, like the lads who own it, and the regular compares from there. One's all my mates from school Ooh. and one is like another group of comics who tend to put a lot of content out themselves and we all help each other by sharing it and retweeting it and that. And I have to have the notifications off because every now and then I haven't opened WhatsApp for half an hour and then I look at it and each one of them has got like 60 messages in. Yeah, and yeah. Just get to the point where every three seconds, boop, 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 it was just driving me mad. It's the worst. I, I, I got added to a Tottenham uh, WhatsApp group that had 150 people in it, 150 football fans. And um, and it basically, oh, I, I, had to, I had to leave it after two days because it just even it running in the background, my phone battery was going down like sort of about 60, 70% over the course of the day, just from that that group. It's completely yeah. unnatural. It's, it's totally insane. Like, WhatsApp works because it's basically going, well, it's like a few of you have gone for dinner except you're in separate places. Yeah, not yeah, ever yeah, talk yeah. with 150. It's not a fucking no, annual no. general meeting. <laughs> Everyone's just standing <laughs> up and doing a speech to everyone. Yeah. And I mean, I thought, do you know, I'm in a few, like me, you know, I'm in a few groups of a few comedian mates. It is a bit, you know, here's a screenshot of the latest nutty comedian having a breakdown online sort of stuff. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought we got a bit harsh in, in our groups, but you, the shit that flies around 150 man football WhatsApp group was like end of the world. So honestly, it was just the gross. The worst one I'm in is the one that we made from school. Yeah. Like, if that ever gets leaked, my life, career, everything's gone. I've seen That's a woman it. get bummed to death by a horse. Like, yeah, I mean... <laughs> you put that over. <laughs> <laughs> I stuck the notification just for you. 
The worst one I was involved in was over Christmas when my wife's granddad was dying and my mother-in-law decided to start a WhatsApp group called Grandad. And we, through WhatsApp, <laughs> we lived his last three weeks via WhatsApp. Oh, and she was God. staying with him. And it, obviously, that's their granddad, my wife's granddad. You can't dad. really leave that group either, oh, can you? I actually said to Laura, left I was like, the I'm waiting. I'm waiting. And it's in, you can't leave. And then uh, Don died and on New Year's Day, which was very sad, but he... It's really old and he had Alzheimer's and it was one of them where you're like, oh, sad, but let's, you know. Yeah, sad. yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then <laughs> I love my wife. <laughs> and this is one of the reasons I went, how long before I can fucking leave Laura? And she was like, you know, other wives were like, it's fucking disgusting. I'm still mourning my granddad. And she was like, it's about 48 hours. And then I just think fucking. Put <laughs> so we did it at the same time. Laura oh. and Dan, like Dan left, Laura left. Oh, what a fucking nightmare. I, honestly, <laughs> I love WhatsApp and I fucking, <laughs> I think it's great, but they really should have a, someone's asked you to join a fucking group. Yeah, just throw you in there. It's yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. they we, um, look like the eggy twat. Like, oh, I've left. Oh, me, we had a me and my wife had got our first child coming next month, right? Oh, really? Congrats, yeah, man! Yeah, yeah, cheers, man. And we did NCT uh, about a month ago, which is like basically it's like, like DMT, sort of... but <laughs> for, for new parents. You're in the conception. <laughs> really opens the mind up of the child. <laughs> the conception we did Rohypnol C. I think we're going to be friends forever, man. Anything with any connection here, you know what I mean? Um, but NCT is when you basically get linked up with other new, so soon-to-be parents in your local area. And normally it's like you, it's done in like a local fucking church hall or something, and you pay for it. It's basically little like so you can be so you can meet people that you might be going through the same thing at the same time, and it's like a little support network. But you also they set you up in a WhatsApp group, so you're all in a WhatsApp group, so you can share tips and things you found out, and like when it all kicks off and you've all got babies, you can share any stresses and that. It's a nice idea. Oh yeah. But, but we got set up in a WhatsApp group by the woman who ran it, and then she said, "I advise you setting up a separate one without me." That got set up. And obviously, that my instinct in the first day just to drop a big dick guy picture was so hard <laughs> to avoid. But it, it, it's been like, what is it? It's been three weeks and we've had the first There's one. information the... about birth and they click on it as <laughs> a big dick. Oh my God! How much is all, yours way? They're all lovely and nice. But yeah, we had the one of the dads just left the group a couple of days ago and I was like, that is... First one to go, man. He's and he was actually He's probably left the family as well, though, at the same time. <laughs> Dad has <laughs> left the family. Oh, no, the kids, not his. <laughs> as well, mate. <laughs> the kid comes out, it's big dick guys. Yeah, you suddenly see a new guy get added to the group. You're like, oh, this is him. <laughs> we did a paternity test. <laughs> I honestly, the, that kind of guy, he's just gone. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I don't give a totally. shit. Now, if I didn't give a shit, I'd love. To not give a shit. So I'd be yeah. like, oh, I know, yeah, same here. Bang. But I know my sister would get pissed off. Like, I set that group up, right? Because we wanted a family quiz. And I thought that was really out of order. <laughs> Why did you do that? And I worry about it. He's just gone, I don't give a fuck about this. She's dealing with this. See you later. <laughs> like, I can just switch it off without any yeah, conscience. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, I'd like that. That's why I envy, like, psychopaths can just do that. <laughs> just have no... Like, my head... I, I have to reply to everyone and, like, fucking... It's just a nightmare. 
Yeah. I think that guy who left that group is probably killed since that. Since that's what I mean. It's just right. that sociopathic. Scotland don't give like, a shit. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of that, Carl Donnelly. Fuck me. I've how long we've we been mates? About fifteen. Only about fifteen years, maybe. Yeah, man. I just find it very entertaining that you are a part of NCT. It's really <laughs> great, and you'll be like, because you're one of the better comedians that has graced the stage of British comedy for a wee while. You're quite cool, and all of that's gone to shit now oh, in mate. the next few years, where you get fucking boring I and have wait. some absolutely mind-numbing chats. Like, oh, yeah, actually, there's sleep patterns. Oh, over the shop. <laughs> I don't know why anyone would buy anything but Aldi wipes. <laughs> They're so much more affordable than pack. <laughs> you know it's shit, but you genuinely it's your life. I yes. like yeah, but I'm loving the yes. idea of it. I can't wait to like you know. I've 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 never done this actually, but I've heard you know comedians who go like when a comedian has a kid they're like oh they're just going to be like a dad comic which i don't really understand what that concept means but like i think you know i've never had that so i'm quite excited about just like, just fucking getting boring talking about having a kid and like <sighs> bit of talking about my life being giving me something quite normal to talk about rather than have to try and write fucking material about kid, dmt and drinking ayahuasca and shit before i was an adult let alone before i was a that's Have you got like a twenty-eight-year-old daughter or something, Julia? <laughs> She's older than my stage age now. <laughs> well, um, ha- you've got kids, Dan. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that. What was that? Instinctively, I pressed the applause. <laughs> I, 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 pressed the, I, I, I pressed. I pressed the applause on the fucking got a setup with applause and that. That's what I need to get, man. Just for around the house when you do it. Just like, for when I up in the morning. Dan. Just for, when I finish a wank. Dan, play the Kane Brown clip. Oh, yeah. I don't think, I don't think it can come. Is it, is it coming through? Is it, it will do if he hires it up, yeah. Cha! Upset me, nasty bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting! Oh, fuck. I've me. seen that clip, actually. I love that shouts. clip. It's I phenomenal. love it. Right. Yeah, 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 we yeah. play that every time someone says something nasty on the podcast. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Yeah, love... Upset me, nasty bitch. Um, <laughs> nasty anyway, yeah, I've got bitch. a daughter. I've got a daughter. How old is your daughter now? Uh, she's three. She's three. Fucking Congrats, new. man. Yeah, man. How old, genuinely, how old are your kids, Julian? Because I'm in my head, they're like 23, 19, 20. 15, 14, and 6. <laughs> Is that a joke? How many kids have you got? Five. Fucking hell. <laughs> Two baby mamas. I was waiting for someone else to laugh because I thought he was doing a bit, but like muscle tough. No, he's 100% true, that is, mate. Wow, this is, man. Yeah. Guys, where have you been? Carl? How old were you when you had the 20-year-old, Julian? Um, he won't say because he doesn't ever says his real age. I was I was eighteen as a dad, yeah, and then I, my second one nineteen. Uh, How yeah. was the NCT group when you were eighteen, Julia? I did go to. Um, <laughs> what did I go to? I went to like a couple of breastfeeding lessons and stuff. It's weird though. There was a man giving the breast. Is that? I mean, that's not sexist to say that, is it? I thought it was weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially in like the forties, not really, but like I thought, I thought it was weird. A man teaching you how to breastfeed. Did I tell you? Was I, did I say this on the podcast, Julian, about when me and Hannah went for a, uh, a scan, and all the scans had been done by women apart from one, and it was this Australian bloke, 
And then he, see, this was like only six weeks ago. And he goes, I, I presume you know what you're having. We went, yeah, we're having a girl. And he went, yeah, yeah, because um, actually you can see there her labia. And I was like, come on, mate. She's, a, she's not even been born yet. And Easy then he went, yeah, if he goes, if you look closely there, you can see her vagina lips. I was like, mate, you need to wind your <laughs> fucking neck in. <laughs> wind your neck in, Doc. You can see amazing. she's got some nice, she's got a nice rack on her, actually. <laughs> it's the batty. Yeah. I like mean, this. the girl's got yeah. back. <laughs> if you look just here, she sees her little puss puss as a smoking <laughs> out. That sweet, sweet puss puss. <laughs> anyway, guys, um, come back in three months for the next. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Vagina lips. You do not say that about an unborn baby. I'm sorry. No. That's disgusting. Uh, isn't the, isn't the labia vagina? Hasn't he said the same thing twice? Did he dumb it down? because Vagina's you like the whole thing. The labia <laughs> lips are a part of it and the vulva's the other hole, isn't it? What no, you think? Yeah, he said labia and I didn't respond, so he went vagina lips. <laughs> it's a really good thing. Because you're trying not to kill him. If, really if I hadn't responded. responded yeah, like, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, pussy off. <laughs> This is her batiole. <laughs> this is her <laughs> twat. Oh god! Oh, sorry, mate. You've, she's not been born yet. I'm there. But yeah, it was when yeah. he said it, man. I didn't. I didn't even respond. I was so shocked to have heard those words come out of a grown man about a. Are you sure? Baby. He was a doctor and not like someone just fucking yeah. on the back. It was in lockdown. It was in like a just abandoned warehouse. He was robbing the place. You walked in and you just threw a white coat on him. I was like, yeah, so this is a minge. Shush your mouth. I'll get the machine out. I don't want to sound weird. I'm not, I'm not trying to be woke, but this is genuinely, I would feel quite uncomfortable about an Australian doctor. I'd feel way more comfortable with an Indian, Pakistani, Bangladeshi heritage doctor than a fucking Australian like that. Yeah, there's a fucking flaps. Can you get a flaps? <laughs> that's, a, that's the baby Get your flaps. kid off, Sheila. Fucking hell, she's got big flaps. <laughs> what would be your least favourite race to have look at your unborn daughter? That's an interesting question, yeah. Well, Russian. What's your least favourite race generally? Right, did you say Russian? Russian? Yeah, fucking hate Russians. Why? <laughs> have a baby, it's fucking pathetic. You just lost all them woke points. If you want the drugs for baby? Fucking pathetic. Go in the field, in the snow, shit your baby out. Raise him hard. It's getting me so hard, man. Can't be doing with Russians. Um, yeah, I suppose. Can't be doing with Russians. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to Too think of, a, I'm trying to think of somebody listeners. I wouldn't trust as a doctor. I'm trying to think of like a... Um, it's not Manny, I don't think. Yeah, Carl. The thing is, with these questions, it's called comedic entrapment. And Adam... <laughs> yeah, but I like to actually try and get to the time. I'm currently, the- I'm currently reading a book called Practical Ethics by Peter Singer, where a lot of these questions are raised about... Um, really? Yeah, about pretty sort much of... a podcast that book. Yeah. <laughs> you should read it. I mean, he probably yeah he does yeah, on on our podcast every now and then. I just try and ask Dan a question that he can't possibly answer without getting himself in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> we did a we were doing accents yesterday just to entertain ourselves, and um, uh, we came up with like a random generator of an adjective, a nationality, and then um, a, a, a trade or job, and we ended up doing the voice of a horny Congolese fisherman and <laughs> mm, oh, I don't Wait, know. Congolese. Angry Cong- Chinese car park attendant as well. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna have a little I'm gonna have a stab in the dark and say your Congolese accent sounded quite Nigerian as well. Am I right in thinking? Oh that? yeah, yeah, because you know the difference, Carl. <laughs> Oi, we're not at NCT now, wanking big fucking family flaps in. You're genetically no, large. No, but I'm saying that's the that's the generic anytime anyone tries to do any any uh, African um accent it always it's always nigerian That's yes, everyone goes to Ni- nigerian. yes <laughs> you can't help yourself in it it's the one i think we hear the most yeah yeah it is. Um, yes it is anyway so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so. that's a question who's your least favorite race um, no. <laughs> um, that's why you go russian because you can't be racist it's white or white no one cares yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, yeah, it's very oh, true. I me. like all races equally. Oh, I don't. <laughs> I think there's a hierarchy that we need to put. He doesn't even like people from Wigan. So, <laughs> <laughs> what's your favourite race? White, obviously. No, we're probably like we're mid-table, aren't we? <laughs> what race would you be if you could be any, Julian? I'd be mixed race, actually. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Which, know, well, which, yeah, but which ones? Yeah, that's a massive question. Russian and Congolese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Well, that has never happened before. Um, I'd like to be a mix of Jamaican and Taiwan. Um, Taiwan. I'm trying to think of like the American comedian's opening line if his parents were those. Do you know the sort of... Oh, yeah, the half and half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm fucking, I'm half (laughs) me and I'm half me. So you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) You know, like my dad's Jamaican, my mum's Taiwanese. So like, you know, I can fucking, I'm very relaxed when I'm making your socks in a sweatshirt or something. (laughs) I'm always late for work in the sweatshop. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Right. We should probably have a look and see if we've got any questions on the group, Julian. Oh, no, I, I want you to do more opening live. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, um, my dad's Russian and my mum's Russian. Fucking not to be trusted, sorry. <laughs> my, it's my issue and I've got to get over it. Um, let's have a look at this, see what questions have come up on the group recently. Matt Berry said, if you had to self-isolate on your own anywhere in the world, where would it be? But you've got to be completely alone. That's a question. Uh, caveat. Are yep. we talking nation, uh, situation, locale? What are we talking? Place? It's up to interpretation, I reckon. You could just... What, are you allowed out. to go out, so you're not allowed to go outside? You've got to be in isolation somewhere, on your own, anywhere It'd be in the like world. a mansion, wouldn't it, with everything there? No, could the be. Philippines, like in a little hut. Yeah. But you couldn't leave the hut, though. Yeah, what? but like in my... You might as well be in a shed in, in Liverpool. reality of it, then Asda is still delivered to me as well. Um, yeah, yeah, but hang on, Julian. If you're isolating in a hut on a remote island just off the Philippines or fucking like Fiji or something... You're not going to stay in the hut thinking, fuck me, someone might be watching. Like, if you're the only dickhead on the island, I think you can venture out. No one's giving you a £30 fine on a fucking beach. It's true. They don't fine in England anyway, do they? Who's had a fine? In America, they were. In in Abu Dhabi, they were $500 on the street after 9pm. Yep. Wow, what a surprise. <laughs> and I'm here with my uh, single female friend, Claire, and now she's dead. Okay, good. they are quite strict, aren't they? Um, um, 
Yeah, yeah they I've, do fine over here. They, they've been fine. They, I've not, I don't know anyone that has been fine, though. They keep, I got moved out. along when I was sunbathing in the park. I got moved along by a very polite policeman. Oh, I, I just got up and ran because I had coke on me. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking bolted. Uh, he was very nice. It was almost a bit awkward. Like, sorry, man, uh, you can't really just lay on that bit of grass. I didn't yeah. know the rules, though. I don't think anyone does. Yeah, yeah. They... <laughs> Even Boris yeah, concentrated. Um, My favourite line of the of the shutdown so far was to early on to Adam going, "Oh fuck, it'd be great if we could get some coke delivered." Like. I wonder when drug dealers are going to be allowed to deliver again. Uh, Adam made the very good point. They're never allowed to deliver, are they? Oh, yeah. But in my head, in my head, cocaine dealers would be like, what, deliver drugs in a lockdown? You're mad. They're not going to risk that. Dealers in Liverpool have started um, getting jobs for like Sainsbury's and stuff so that they're above suspicion. So they're driving around deliveries and then dropping coke off and that. Some tofu and some coke. <laughs> That's a good idea, actually. Might start selling coke. Um, questions. Dan has brought back the Turbo Shandy. Is there a drink you'd like to make a comeback? What's, What's the it? Turbo Is that what you're shandy? having, a Turbo Shandy? Turbo it. Shandy, is it? I'm right in thinking that's lager and smell of ice. Oh. I love that our listeners have got ahead of this one. Yeah, mate. We've yeah. got a, this will be a crossover listener. So that's um, vodka in beer. Smirnoff Ice. Of, yeah. No. Smirnoff Ice has got vodka in there, hasn't it? It's a yeah. lemon pop in it. Happy yeah, lemon it is. pop. It's, yeah, it's basically, it's basically it a Vimto. We've sort of brought it back. We started drinking them on the podcast, and now there's a woman in Texas who has a turbo shandy every day and top <laughs> do you know one of the best uh, men, <laughs> ma- mental made up cocktails I ever had was um, and it's such a it was a posh lad sort of thing it was one of Chris Martin comedian's friends uh, like they on a night out they were having them it was a pint glass with half a lager in it and there was like a blue WKD red WKD whatever and there was like a Smirnoff Ice or no it was a Reef and I asked what it was called and they said it's called a Joe Swale and um, basically, it turns out, if you don't know who Joe Swell was, he was a snooker player who was deaf. And they named it because if you drink one, you go deaf. <laughs> Which is an excellent made-up bullshit cocktail. But um, that was that would probably be my choice of drink to come back. I went to Union Newcastle, and uh, the, U- the Newcastle Union night out was Friday. And Northumbria was just over the way on the other side of the fucking tracks. Northumbria Student Union, their night out was Saturday, so you could go. You basically weren't allowed to go into Newcastle on a Friday and Saturday, yeah, especially yeah, yeah. if New. We literally got told in Freshers' Week, so if Newcastle lose, just just don't don't go into town. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it just yeah, got yeah, really yeah, yeah. aggressive. Like, Who the fuck are you, like? Get fucking <laughs> students. <laughs> Northumbria Union, they wouldn't sell them at Newcastle Uni. They sold them at Northumbria. Like bless them, they need it. They've not done as well. It was called Skittles. It was called a pint of Skittles and it was five pound. And I went to university in like 1870. So this was five pound, got you a lot of fucking booze. And it was just all of the fruit based shots just oh. fucking wazzed in there. Bit what? of Malibu. Archers. Archers. Malibu. Oh, mate. Anything, anything like, like the peach snaps. What, what, so what would it have been? Because not Sambuca. So there would have been vodka in it. And it was it was just apple sours, yeah, very sours, all of that shit. Sours up yeah. to half, 
up to half the pint, and then the rest was lemonade, and that was a fiver. Aftershock? Would that have made an appearance? No. That's what I used not. to drink, Aftershock. I don't know any of those drinks except for Aftershock. It's been years since I've drank. Aftershock's on the little pallet. You bring it over, and you try and get other people to drink it as well. And then one Aftershock. Yeah, the luminous green little fucking oh, yeah. shot that they Always sticky, and you'd always spill it. and <laughs> Because you're out your nut. There used to be a nightclub in Croydon called the Blue Orchid, which was nicknamed the Blue School Kid. And um, basically, it was, you'd go there and you'd pay, I think it was £18 to get in, and it was unlimited free drinks all night. But you got given, ah, a, gl- you got given a plastic glass on the way in, and you had to keep it. And if you lost it, you had to buy another one. Right. And you just constantly got it refilled with like really watered-down booze. It was fucking wicked. Hey, yeah, there was, there's a place yeah. in Liverpool called the Blue Angel, which is affectionately known as the Raz. <laughs> and um, I remember the first time I ever went on a night out to town, we ended up in there and it used to be 90p for uh, a pint of Carlsberg. And I went to the bottom and can I have seven pints of Carlsberg, please? And she went six pound 30. And I went, no, seven pints of Carlsberg, please. She was like, yeah, no, six pound 30. Awful. You know. Hey, Carl, I know Julian, you just said you haven't drank for a few years. Is that right? Yeah. So Carl, I asked Dan this question on the podcast. If we were at a wedding, Right. And I was like, right, I'm going to the bar. We're going big today. I'm getting you a beer or a cider, a short with a mixer if you want, or you could just have whiskey on ice if you wanted that. And a, a, what is normally a shot of drinks, so Sambuca, Jägermeister sort of thing. What three are you going for? It stocks everything. So I want to know your brand of lager, spirit mixer, and your shot. You it'd, get be, it'd definitely be a pint of Guinness. Yeah. Then it'd be probably a vodka, lime and soda, or a nice gin and tonic if they had sort of one of the finer gins. They do. Um, a shot. See, I'd probably go for a, a, some sort of bourbon, but oh. uh, which I'd sh- I like to shoot rather than sip. Okay. So um, that would be my something like a Knobs well Creek. <laughs> I said what sambuca on ours, but I, I, oh, I hate sambuca it, so it, much. It exists. This, uh, oh, is that Patron? Patronix, so that's good shit, actually. Master Silver one. Oh, I can't do sambuca. Like genuinely, even like, f- like if I eat food that's got fennel in it, it gives me sambuca flashbacks. That's how bad, you know. <laughs> I've had nights on sambuca. Have you got one drink? Have you got one drink that does that? That just gives Te- you PTSD from a night out. Sam- tequila. Sambuca yours. Oh, my, well, tequila yeah. is mine because I had a night when I was seventeen in Barcelona, where I got so shit faced. And uh, drank. We went back to the like sort of dormitory we were staying in, and me and my mate Neil Rock, who were already shit faced, split a bottle of tequila. The whole bottle just did it in about an hour. Then we had to get up like three hours later to get on a plane. And I used to tell this story on stage. I fell asleep. We got split up on a plane because we were late. Uh, And I sat next to two Spanish girls who were flying to London for like a lovely little weekend break. And I fell asleep next to them on my hand like that. And while I was asleep, I vomited down my own sleeve. And uh, and woke up next to them with like just basically an armful of sick, and I had to go oh. down. I had to go down the aisle and pour it out into the toilet. <laughs> My best mate Carl doesn't like even me having a Jägermeister if we're on a night out <laughs> because if he can smell it across the table on my breath, it knocks him sick. Because what we on our first uh, set of A level results night and we both failed and had to sit back here. We got absolutely hammered. But the, the nightclub that Hot Water Comedy Club started in, in Liverpool, is called Envy. And they used to do one-pound Jaeger bombs. And it was proper Jaeger as well. It was in, like, the proper Jaeger machine. And we drank an 
uncountable amount of Jägermeister that night and he woke up in his front garden. Oh. <laughs> Next day when his mum was going to work, she opened the door and he was just asleep in the front garden and she woke you up. You don't hear that anymore, really. When we were teens, there was always, every week, somebody would have woken up in a bush or somewhere like that. You don't really get, I don't know, young people nowadays don't fall asleep in um, public we, places as much as, as much as they, well, they probably shouldn't, actually, but, you know. We used to it, play footy on a Tuesday morning in Liverpool with a load of the Northwest comics and we it, it worked out it cost like £3.80 each for the pitch but yeah. every week we'd all pay a fiver so at the end of the year we had a big kitty to go on a night out and there's loads of comics from Northwest, a few promoters like Paul who runs Hot Water and we had a massive night out it was fucking mental Paul Blair got kicked out of his own comedy club for heaven <laughs> Sunday night which is New Act night and this comic had from down south to the joke that got absolutely fuck all and the owner of the comedy club from the back shouted he won't be back <laughs> <laughs> he got asked to leave and Pete Otway was with us and Pete Otway who lived in Manchester at the time woke up in Huddersfield oh my god fucking hell um, let's, hang on, let's do another question quickly I've seen the time I have to go to the toilet quickly but I can hear oh mate come on um, that. that's a weird question Jamie Maserati said what do you think of Limmy I love him <laughs> so, do you know Limmy do you know Limmy's work yeah he's funny he's, isn't he? he's a funny bastard he is a funny um, bastard who's Limmy Limmy's a, he's a Scottish comedian yeah yeah not, who am I thinking oh, of Lemmy, the ex-lead singer. I say ex-lead singer of uh, Motorhead. He's just dead. I don't think that's Motorhead. how it works. <laughs> Not the ex- okay. God. Is that how it works? Did okay. you become the ex-lead singer when you Mom. die? Or the sort of incumbent lead singer? I don't know what the rules are. Um, should the Premier League restart? That's uh, a good question. I think you're asking... Uh, I mean... Adam, do you want to take this? Or? I mean, Adam Just probably should yeah. as, a, as, a, as a Liverpool fan. What's your thoughts on it? I don't think the Premier League should restart until it's safe for fans to be back in the stadiums. However, I think when it does restart, it should take over from where it left off. So it should yes. be null and void. I think the whole standard should say the same. If any players that are out of contract in the summer then it's just tough shit. It's just like another mid-season transfer window. Clubs right. will have a chance to replace the players they're losing to transfers or contracts. And as soon as it starts again, we just start from wherever we left off. Um, and clubs have got to replace the players that they're losing in the summer. Yeah. That's what I, I think, would do. Yeah, it's, sort of, it's, it's a hard one, isn't it? I've, I've not really... I've not missed football. That's a, that's a weird one, isn't it? I, yeah, I'm, I love football. The UFC's um, done three events so far. Were they like them weird wrestling events where there was no audience? It was yeah. a bit awkward. There was no audience. I you mean, any of the wrestling best. ones? I just saw a clip of it the other day and I thought it looked fucking But mental. the wrestling, it, it can't like work. It was on the Royal Mile during yeah. the It's <laughs> it fucking <does>. dreadful. <laughs> yeah. But UFC's I mean, yeah. genuinely competing, aren't they? So it's, yeah. it is a bit different. There's a little bit harrowing watching Alistair Overeem knock someone out and then with a few blokes in a, a bit of like stadium, he cuddled him. He let, oh. It was a really lovely sporting moment, but because was the crowd nice, yeah. weren't going crazy, it made it more bleak. Yeah, it, it was two massive men who went at each other, and, and one of them was going, dude, yeah, tap in. And it was, death, it was not deathly quiet, but in a quiet auditorium. Yeah, it's not eerie. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It's like one of them videos where you watch just a couple of people have a fight in a car park. It's like the commentators sort of... were, were commentating, and they were like, 
oh, the fighters can hear us. We better keep it down a little bit. <laughs> like, everyone could just hear, you can hear the other corners giving advice. It's just like, have you ever I seen mean, footage? it's not, it's not as good, obviously, but have, it's still, have you ever seen still watching Roy Jones Jr. Roy Jones Jr. Who, like, you know, I, I, he's my favorite ever boxer, and he, like, it was, he's there's fights where he would like have exchanges with the commentators while fighting. That's how little respect he showed some of his opponents. Yeah, but there was 10 years there where he was the best in the world, wasn't he? Was he a light heavyweight? He was absolutely the best. But his problem, I think, was that he was never, he was too good for the time he boxed. There was no real rivals. And then just when like Steve Collins and that was coming along, he was almost got bored and was on the decline. So I don't think he ever had a rival to fully show. Like everyone knows how brilliant he was, but. Are you really into boxing, Carl? Yeah. See, well, I'm not really into boxing. I'm not really into the UFC either, but I would watch... I, I only really watch the big cards of either, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. I like doing to real boxing fans, as if I know what I'm talking about, is just say that a really shit boxer is my favourite and I think is the best <laughs> boxer of all time. Yeah. And no one gets more angry about the ill-informed than boxing fans. Frank, Frank Bruno, <laughs> your all-time favourite boxer. <laughs> my favourite to say at the minute is Amir Khan. And just, oh, yeah, just vehemently defend that Amir Khan <laughs> has been very unlucky and is actually the greatest boxer who's ever lived. I actually, oh, although I would, <laughs> yeah, I think some would. I would weirdly say Amir Khan is very underrated. I think he's actually was quite unlucky with certain fights he took, and I actually don't think he got the fights he could have got. I think he would have fared quite well against Mayweather at the right time. I think more right than most Amir people. When he gets knocked out and he goes a bit wobbly, he well, this is a, a look Amir, like an all-time Amir, great. <laughs> but that's his biggest flaw. Amir Khan's biggest flaw is he can't, he doesn't know how to tie up a fight when he's taken a knock. He's oh. got, he goes all guns out. He looks actually like the best Bambi on just... fucking ice. <laughs> and it, he's he amazing. Prime Amir Khan on a on a fitness plan, and he puts some beef on. I reckon Prime Amir Khan versus Mike Tyson. Mike loses. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just start mispronouncing that. Mike, you know Mike Tyson is fighting again soon. Have you seen Mike Tyson training? He's, he's going to fight. Heard, so. He ain't going to fight. He's fucking 60 years I old. I think he's, he's 55, isn't he? But I think he's going to fight. He's going to fight. He's going to do the big Amir Khan fight that people have been asking for. <laughs> he's going to be so in, got a, going. Going in boxing that arena. That is actually fighting. <laughs> Uh, he looks he's... crazy hitting those pads, even at 55, man. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. up to my level at, at 55, you know what it's... I mean? It's scary. <laughs> Adam's got a very good impression of Mike. <laughs> Go on. Hey, Julian, my name's Mike Tyson, and I want to know, well, well, why did you get into comedy? <laughs> Is Mike Tyson coming in on the, on the Zoom? <laughs> this is how this is how self-assured Adam is. He's one of the best acts around, but fuck me, he believes in his. Own. But he believes in himself to the point where he's like, "No, that is fucking good." That, that don't hold up his Can can you actually do a Mike Tyson, Dan? Yeah, he's really good. Go on, Dan. Oh, well, no, I'm. Go on. I bet you can do a U-bang. I think my meditation. This is my meditation impression. This is this is the impression I've been doing, and I'm not very good in impressions, but this is my meditation. It's not bad. Ah, oh, thank you, Julian. It's better, not not it's great. Better than great. the fucking asthmatic pedo that Adam does. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Have you got? Can you do any impressions, Julian? I can't actually. I could do an Australian accent. That's it. 
Can you do an Australian Good mate. I'm from Tasmania, down under. Put a shrimp on the barbie, Sheila. <laughs> if you just look at the screen, if you just look at the screen, you can see the baby's <laughs> nice flaps. Vaginal. Lovely couple of pussy flaps there, fucking... guys. Oh, God. She's got a great little vulva. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, come Sorry, on. Carl. Congratulations. Though, Sorry, man. I'm like not specifically talking about. No, I know. <laughs> you weren't the medical professional that said it, mate. I'm more upset with that guy. Oh, God. Um, right. Um, we should wrap it up. Is that it? Just, it's an hour, mate. We've banged on for an hour. Fucking hell. Fun. Can I give keep, a little quick plug to the little stand yes. special I've got coming out, please, Brad? Of course. Uh, Saturday the 30th of May, I'm releasing a stand-up special on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Adam Rowe Comedy. It's called Club Comic, and it's essentially two sets performed on the same night at the Comedy Store in London, uh, with a little break in the middle. So it's it's about 45 minutes in length, uh, and that's it. Yeah, just two completely different sets back-to-back. That's cool. Yeah, I saw the picture. I saw you... Uh, t- so is it on? I don't know if it was on Twitter or something. I saw the picture today. It looked really cool outside the store. Yeah, it was taken by Edward Moore. That photograph, I really like it. And uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Ed Moore. He's good, man. Um, good. Cool. I've got some horrible photos floating around the internet that he's taken. He's a great photographer, <laughs> but the photos are so dated, man. Oh, have you got a? Cl- is there any club that still uses like such a bad old press shot of you whenever they do like a tweet that you're yeah. there that weekend? Honestly, some yeah. of the ones that get used, I, I, I hate them so much. The Hyena in Newcastle was where I did my very first gigs. It was for 10 years it was open as I was a professional. And I don't know if it was because they were like, well, he, well that's what he fucking looked like when we first booked him. They used my first ever press shot. The one I, of you in I, the Frog and Bucket dressing room is great. Oh, God. It's, it's like um, a boy yeah. bandy kind of pose. Oh, it's yeah. so funny. Beautiful, beautiful boy. <laughs> got to find oh, that. Um, and a shout out to our, me, my, me and Adam do the Have a Word podcast. The Have a Word podcast. Have a Word podcast, one of my favourite podcasts. It. Check out Adam, one of my favourite comedians. What is it? Um, YouTube, it's on YouTube, yeah? Yeah, it's coming out on YouTube on the 30th of May. Saturday, the 30th of May. The 30th of May. Yeah. That was another accent I can nail, by the way. Put it with you, Australia. really really good at them. We're thinking of starting an offshoot of an impressions podcast. (laughs) Doing impression lessons. Oh, boys, I can't wait to see. All three, I can't wait to see you do stand-up again. I mean, personally, on a personal level, I'm not that bad, but... Oh, bring back stand-up just because I can see some of the good guys doing it. I'm looking Thank you, man. You guys are you, I, I, one quick thing. Are you anyone else concerned that their first couple of gigs back, they're going to be so shit? It's going to be so I'm... funny bombing the first one if you're oh, man. It's, well, you like to get out, it's on Saturday night. It's live stream from Hull Water. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> that drive home after that bomb will be horrific. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get COVID-20 back. Did you gig... <laughs> Did you gig the last weekend before lockdown? I gigged them. Uh, yeah, I did, no, yeah. I didn't. I was in Australia. Oh. Uh, my last gig was... Uh, I'd gone to Australia for the Melbourne Comedy Festival, and two days after I landed, the Melbourne Comedy Festival got cancelled. Oh. So, <laughs> so that was fun. So, but I... Um, yeah, so I've no. The weekend before lockdown, Friday and Saturday, I did the, the club weekend at Hot Water, and the, the Sunday was my tour show at the Frog and Bucket in Manchester. And all of those gigs had a real edgy vibe to them. Yeah, yeah. Eerie, like man. they were taking a bit of a risk, and it felt. And I tell you what, the people that go to a comedy club the first few back, 
that that is going to be there tenfold because there's going to yeah. be a lot of people who are like, I'm not going out yet. I'm not going into a basement and seeing that. But there'll be enough to fill small comedy clubs. And yeah, the yeah, energy yeah. in that, those rooms means we could be as shit as we've ever been. And those gigs yeah. are still going to be amazing. True. And I'm going to put everyone at ease by wearing a hazmat suit. <laughs> so it's going to be cool. It's going to be PPE. It's going to be brutal when the guy, when everyone turns up after three months off from comedy, there's 30 people, there's perspex around the stage, everyone's that separately, and then some knobhead starts doing his joke from 2005, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've just had the Olympics in London. <laughs> Who's drinking? Yeah, and he couples in. Fritzel! <laughs> oh man yeah that's it it's gonna be that people either doing like fucking stuff that is totally unrelated to covid or it's just gonna be some nutty old comedians banging on about 5g and bill uh, gates there's and gonna shit. be some it's definitely gonna be that you go back in and they're gonna be like like they're gonna it's gonna be so sort of clunky the way they lean into their covers no we just had a just had the pandemic haven't we what was that like jesus you couldn't go out you couldn't you wouldn't be allowed to come here this this would not have happened three months ago i'm telling you now i'll tell you, I'll tell you where they had the uh, pandemic amsterdam and uh, it reminds me uh, the, amsterdam, uh, the, the coffee shops where you can do weed so really it's topical isn't it like, and here's my weed bit about amsterdam Oh, man. He cancelled the Olympics in Tokyo. I remember when they had the Olympics in London. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck oh, me. Oh. Right, we'll let you go. Um, Thanks for doing it, guys. Out. Check good to out the Have a Word podcast. Yeah. Available on all good platforms. Oh, yeah. Let us oh, know when this is you. up, and we'll share this on uh, all our stuff. Sure, man. Nice one, and, man. Um, and good luck on Saturday, your first gig, Dan. Yeah, good luck with your first baby. Your first COVID death. Oh, I'll, I'll message you about nappies. Congratulations, man. Just Aldi all the way. They're fucking phenomenal. Julie, I've actually no heard they are. Genuinely, no it's fucking I've heard Aldi are very good yeah, yeah, for baby stuff. Okay. Love you guys. Uh, but take it easy. Cheers for coming on and good luck. See Bye. you soon. See you soon, boys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. I'm like, okay.